faithfulness of God uh, endures forever. That's what the scripture says. It's, and, and it also says it's new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It's new every morning. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Our guests today have experienced firsthand the faithfulness of God, even in difficult times. Pastor and author, Dr. David Jeremiah, and cancer survivor, Tracy Lehman. Dr. David Jeremiah is the pastor of Shadow Mountain Church and the founder of the popular radio ministry, Turning Point. Dr. Jeremiah speaks to us about God's faithfulness, even through the difficult seasons of our lives. There's a wonderful way in the scripture where the faithfulness of God is connected with our desire for faith. Our faith isn't in our own faith. It's in the faithfulness of God. And so every day, every time we have an opportunity, every time we have a challenge, we get a new opportunity to experience God's faithfulness. Sometimes we forget that in the Bible, God is called a father. I know a lot of people who have a hard time believing in the faithfulness of God because they didn't have a faithful father. And uh, that takes a little more uh, a grace and, and a whole lot more of the Holy Spirit in your life when that happens. But, you know, if you ever experience God's faithfulness one time, you'll never forget it. And you can build on it. The Bible says we actually go from faith to faith. That means we grow our faith. We increase in our faith as we experience God's blessing in our life. Faith is something that g grows on you because you exercise it. Uh, for instance, you may just believe God to get you through a day, and then you find out he's not only good enough to do that, he can get you through a week. He can get you through a lot of difficulty if you just trust him. I grew up in a home where we studied the Bible, we memorized the scripture, and who knows, sometimes when you're in a crisis, the Holy Spirit reaches down into your heart and brings back to your mind a truth that you had forgotten that you ever learned. The long history of what I've experienced from God would take more than several of interviews like this, but I suppose the major one in my life is the faithfulness of God during uh, two bouts with lymphoma cancer. Um, I was diagnosed with stage four lymphoma cancer and the prognosis from what I understand now wasn't all that great. But God sustained me and took me through it, and finally through a stem cell transplant, I was, I was cured of the disease. And I've always heard people talk about how when you go through something, you feel the presence of God, and after that experience, I really knew how faithful he was. There was never a day, even though I would get very discouraged and sometimes frightened, that I didn't know God was there, and if I, if I would just stop for a moment and reflect upon it and read his word, uh, his strength came through to me. When we are faithful to God, we are saying thank you to him more than any other way we could for his faithfulness to us. The faithfulness of God is our standard for faithfulness to him and to others. And so when, when God shows his faithfulness to, faithfulness to us, it, it should motivate us to want to be faithful to him. And I know that's been true in my life, that I want to honor him with my life and with whatever gifts he's given me. And part of the reason for that is he's been so good to me and to my family. I've been through a lot of different stages of ministry since I have been doing what I do. Uh, I think maybe there was a stage which was uh, a declaration stage where just declare the word and teach the word and that's been important. But I feel like right now I'm in a place where I look out at what's happening in the world today and I'm 
more in a, an encouragement stage. I, I want to be a blessing and encouragement to people and help them face the challenges that they have each day to, to lift up their spirits, help them to find out how they can get involved with the Lord in a, in a more meaningful way so that they can, they can be more effective in their lives and, and in their ministry. So I, th I think that's probably where, I'm, where I am right now. Most of us, um, our intake of biblical information isn't in huge chunks, it's in smaller bites, snack size in some respect. People are busy. When we started putting these devotionals together, we did it primarily for people who were running around trying to catch up with everything in life, and they would grab a minute here and a minute there, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in their transit uh, to work and they would read something. And we tried to make these devotionals in this book uh, just enough to get you going for one day. Sometimes I think they're more of a, a, a primer than they are anything else. They, they get you thinking about something. And in this book on faithfulness, obviously it gets you thinking about how faithful the God is that you serve. Dr. Jeremiah goes on to talk about how Jesus Calling has been a source of encouragement for many and how its writer, Sarah Young, demonstrates to others God's faithfulness in her own life. He also goes on to talk about how important it is to teach children about God's faithfulness and God's Word. He has developed a version of the Bible for kids called the Airship Genesis Bible that he hopes will foster an early love for the Bible with kids of all ages. Sarah Young is a She's a phenomenal person who's had an incredible impact on people all over the world. I've never seen anything quite like her writing. I, I oftentimes look at the bestseller list and she's on there two or three times. Some of us are very blessed if we get on there once. She's on there every month. God has taken her writings everywhere and people, I think, resonate with the, uh, with the gut level honesty that comes from her words and her genuineness in expressing her walk with the Lord and how God has worked in her life. And, and she encourages people because she says, if he's done that in my life, he can do it in your life. And people grab hold of that. That is like a, that's a lifesaver in the midst of a storm to know here's somebody I can look to because God has helped her and she, she's wanting me to know that God. I just love the opportunity to get with people and lift their spirits from the principles of the Word of God. Every child has uh, challenges. I don't care if they come from the most uh, affluent family or they come from a family uh, with almost nothing. Children hit bumps. And when we're there as parents to help them negotiate those bumps and reminding them that they, that they have a God in heaven who loves them and will help them, we teach them early on to depend on God. I had a mom and dad who did that. They would always remind me that God was there. And even though I wasn't sure what that all meant at the time, it was a, a seed that was planted in my heart that uh, grew uh, and flourished in my life. So w when you have a mom and dad who love the Lord and trust the Lord, both by your expressions and by your example, you pass that on to your children so that they see that to be true. What we have done with the Airship Genesis Bible is we've, we've taken the unchanging, authoritative Word of God and introduced it to kids through uh, a very exciting uh, means that 
they're all really acquainted with. When you want to communicate something, you have to start with what you want to say, and then you have to find out where the people are to whom you're going to say it. Where kids are today, uh, they're in animation, they're in characters, that's their life. I mean, I, I walk through malls and I see little kids who are hardly big enough to hold a, a little phone and they're in there doing all of their little stuff with the phone and they're so into this. Whether it's good, bad, or different, it's true. What we've done is tried to speak into their life by bringing the Word of God from over here, which it's just really the solid teaching of the Word of God. The, the Airship Genesis Bible is the Bible. I mean, it's not, not changed, but we've used this vehicle of where they are in their life to marry these two things and get them excited. And it's really been fun for me to be a part of this. I'm, I'm involved in the little thing we do on the radio uh, each month. And um, I just recently was given a picture of a bunch of kids in Africa who were given the Airship Genesis Bibles and they were opening it and they were studying it. Just the look on their face was all you needed. You could tell they were engaged. Statistics tell us that what we remember about the Bible as we get older, much of it was inputted into our life when we were younger. Um, I was asked the other day at church if I remembered being in the Bible Memory Association, and I do remember that, and I remember the little books and memorizing them and some of the rewards that you would get if you could finish this particular section of verses. Strange but true. Those are most of the verses I know by heart that come back to my mind. I mean, some of them are hard verses, but I would, I would uh, just think about that and remember, I learned those verses when I was this, this, this high. What we can do to bring the truth of God into the hearts of children when their lives haven't yet been so contaminated with what goes on in our world, those will be the lasting truths that guide those children through life. And also, it's kind of like the North Star for them. They may get off the track, but they will never forget. To find out more about Dr. Jeremiah's devotional, Ever Faithful, or the Children's Bible, Airship Genesis, please visit davidjeremiah.org. We'll be right back with our next guest after this brief message about a free offer from Jesus Calling. Are you looking for a way to keep track of your daily prayers along with Jesus Calling? The Jesus Calling Family Prayer Calendar goes right along with your daily readings from Jesus Calling. Each day begins with a guided reflection, followed by a space for you to fill in your prayers of thanksgiving and special requests. You can get your free Jesus Calling Family Prayer Calendar by visiting jesuscalling.com offers. Visit JesusCalling.com slash offers to download your free family prayer calendar today. Our next guest is a wife, mother, and cancer overcomer who volunteers with Compassion That Compels, an organization dedicated to bringing hope and comfort to women who have been diagnosed with cancer. Tracy Lehman shares how she faced the grim news from her doctors about her cancer and how God was faithful to bring people into her life to support her, and how she also felt inspired to encourage and support others facing similar battles. My name is Tracy Lehman. I'm a wife, a mother, and an overcomer. I call myself an overcomer because I've survived cancer. I was born and raised in Sewer County, Tennessee. Um, it's 
a beautiful area to live. Um, it's probably best known as Dolly Parton's hometown. It's a tourist destination with the Great Smoky Mountains National Park as our backyard. It's an absolutely beautiful place to live and raise a family. I'm married to a wonderful man. His name is Steve, and we've been married for 27 years. Um, he's my rock, my best friend. He's, he's an amazing human being. And we have one son. His name is Reese, and he's the light of our lives. And um, he's a junior in college. I found the Lord very early in my life. I may have been five or six, but I remember my brother and I were outside playing and my dad and mom were outside working in the yard and there were some people from Shady Grove Baptist Church, which was just a small um, community church. They were in our neighborhood inviting people to come to church. So my mother decided that Sunday that we were gonna go and so from that day forward, we never missed a church service. Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were always there. In 2015, our son had just graduated high school and he was heading to college in the fall. So my husband and I were entering a new season in our lives. We were about to become empty nesters. And one morning I was getting ready for work and I went to the bathroom and there was blood. And I was obviously alarmed, but I dismissed it as hemorrhoids, bought some over-the-counter medication, and went on with my day. So as the weeks went on, my symptoms didn't improve. They got much, much worse. So bad that I really was very uncomfortable sitting and I would have to sit on one hip. So I remember I called my doctor and told her that I had the worst case of hemorrhoids in the history of the world and that I needed to see her. So I went in and saw her and she said, yes, you do have hemorrhoids, but you're close to 50. I was 47 at the time. She said, you need to go ahead and have a colonoscopy. And I remember calling my husband and complaining about the fact that I was going to have to have a colonoscopy to have my hemorrhoids fixed. So on September the 28th, 2015, I had a colonoscopy and the doctor walked in and closed the door and told me that he had found a tumor. And I remember looking at him and asking him if he thought it was cancer and he said yes. I held it together until he left the room. And then I looked at Steve and I said, well, that wasn't the news I was expecting to hear. And honestly, we drove home in complete silence. The only words really that were uttered were, I can't believe this is happening. And this is unreal. And honestly, what I've found is people that are diagnosed with cancer, nobody ever expects it's gonna happen to them. I mean, we all know someone who's been diagnosed or is battling, but nobody ever expects to hear those words. 
So the first person that I knew I had to tell was our son, Reese. He was five weeks in to his freshman year in college. So we drove up to East Tennessee State University the next day, sat him down, told him that I had cancer, took him to dinner, and took him back to his dorm and left. And honestly, that was the absolute hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. My husband was a rock. He went into crisis mode. He is, by nature, he's a fixer. And he wanted to just make sure everything was fixed. (laughs) So he immediately went into the research and making sure that I had the best doctors and making sure that I was taken care of and made sure that I had everything I needed. Right after I was diagnosed, I had to have a CT scan and that CT scan showed that I had a couple of spots on my liver and then I had to have a PET scan, which is a little more advanced scan that will light up cancer. And that scan showed that the two spots on my liver were actually cancer. So I remember my phone rang from UT Hospital and I got the news that there was a couple of places on my liver. And I remember looking at my husband and I said, let's go to the bookstore because I want to get a devotional book. And I went to Books a Million and grabbed a Jesus Calling devotional and went home and opened up that devotional. And for me, from that moment on, that's how I started my day. I had been missing out on that morning time with God and that prayer time with God. And that's what brought me the most comfort. Jesus Calling has gotten me through some of the hardest days of my life. Days that I've been worried, fear, and when I've had doubt. And honestly, days when I just felt sorry for myself. I could open this book and God would speak to me through those pages. I met with my oncologist the next day to go over and discuss my treatment plan. And he informed me that my cancer was stage four, that it had spread to my liver, and I also had a lymph node involved. And he explained my treatment plan, which was two different kinds of chemo, and I was going to have 33 radiation treatments. He said, do you have any questions? And I looked at him and I said, Well, I have the question I think everyone in my position has. Am I going to die? And he looked at me, and he looked at my husband, and he looked back at me, and he said, Your cancer is metastasized. It's spread to your liver. You've got a 15% chance to live three to five years. I remember when my oncologist told me that I had a 15% chance to live three to five years. I remember holding it together until I got out to the car. 
And I lost it at that point. And I just thought, I'm not going to get to grow old with the man that I love. I'm not going to get to see my son graduate college. I'm not going to get to watch my son get married. I'm never going to get to hold my grandchildren. It was a tough, tough time. So on October the 19th, I started chemo and radiation. And, you know, it was tough. You know, everybody knows the side effects of chemo, the nausea. And, of course, with radiation, I had pelvic floor radiation. And that's, that's a brutal treatment. Radiation lasted six weeks, and I had chemo every three weeks, and I had a total of six chemo treatments. I was at the Cancer Institute, and it was my second chemo treatment. And my chemo treatments lasted six hours. And I'm sitting in my chair, and in walks this angel uh, who goes by the earthly name Christiana Stewart with Compassionate Compels and she had some executives from Alter State with her they had at, were there um, delivering compassion bags and Alter State had sponsored my bag and she walked up to me and my husband and she said would like to know if we would like if I would like to receive a bag and of course I said yes so they handed me the bag and the bag is so well done it had a blanket soft mints tea a mug two journals a pen a chick-fil-a card and a jesus calling devotional so they presented my bag and she prayed with me and my husband and it was just absolutely beautiful it was the most beautiful prayer I've ever heard in my life and honestly I just felt the Holy Spirit come down and wrap his arms around me and from that experience all the way home my husband and I were just we just kept talking about it all the way home what it was God's love in action and compassion from complete strangers and so I had told my husband, I said, I need to reach out to her again and, and thank her again for this beautiful gift. And so um, he looked her up on Facebook and Compassionate Compels up on Facebook. And from that, our conversation started and we became friends. And I had several other friends that had been diagnosed with cancer and I wanted to send them a bag because I wanted them to experience, you know, what I experienced. So I sent several of my friends a bag. And from there, when they received their bags, they also wanted to get involved with the ministry because it's such a beautiful ministry. And we actually now have a compassion community here in our area and we deliver bags to other overcomers women battling cancer as well and i'll never forget we delivered a bag uh, to a lady who was had been diagnosed with melanoma and she said 
girls, I am so thankful for you guys. She said, I need you girls. She said, I need to talk to somebody who's going through what I'm going through. And so, you know, it's so much more than a bag. You know, it's it's hope and emotional support. I had the wonderful opportunity to go back to the Cancer Institute in 2016. I had just finished my treatment, and um, I got to go back with Compassionate Compels and Altered State and Deliver Bags. And it was such an amazing experience getting to be on the other side of the bag, you know. And um, so we delivered 40 bags that day. I've also um, delivered five or six bags here in my own community. I've also sponsored bags to other women um, battling cancers in other states. So that's been a wonderful experience. I also sponsored a bag for a lady in Louisiana, and she and I once again connected through social media and became friends. It's absolutely sisterhood. It's a community. It's a woman just like you that's battled cancer. It's a community of prayer warriors. I've made friends for life that otherwise I would have never known. So I would encourage anyone to go to their website, check out CompassionThatCompels.org, and if God lays it on your heart, to donate to this wonderful ministry because it's changing lives. I could have had chemo any day of the week. But God had me sitting in that chair that day. He was at work, and he had a plan, and my life's forever been changed. After 33 radiation treatments and four of six chemo treatments, I had a scan to see if the, if the chemo was working. And the cancer was gone. The report said, no evidence of disease, complete response. And that is music to the ears of a cancer patient. And my husband asked my oncologist if he was expecting that outcome. And he said, no, only 5% of people with her advanced stage cancer ever see remission. So no, this is not the norm. And I remember looking at him and saying, you have no idea how many people have been praying for me. And I'll never forget when I was having radiation, I, of course you have it five days a week, so you get to know your radiation therapist really well. And one of my radiation therapists was walking me back that day uh, to have my treatment and he looked over at me and he said you know you're on our prayer list at church I said really and he said yes and I said well I have people praying for me all over the world and I'm a walking miracle and I feel like God and prayer saved my life 
and I still have scans every three months to make sure my cancer hasn't returned. So you might say, that's this is where my fear and faith collide. And I'll tell you, I'm a lot closer to God than I was two and a half years ago. I don't know how anybody goes through a life-threatening illness without God and prayer. My advice to everybody is listen to your body. If something seems off, go to the doctor. Don't ignore symptoms. Have a colonoscopy at 50 or sooner if you're experiencing problems. Early detection is the key to survival. And if cancer is caught early, your, your chances of survival are great. There's so many advances with treatment now. Don't be afraid. And even if you're like me and your cancer isn't called early and the odds aren't in your favor, there's still good outcomes. And there's no place like hope. Hope and a positive attitude are key. There's no place like hope and with hope and God, the odds don't matter. To find out more about how you can sponsor a Compassion That Compels bag for a cancer overcomer, please visit CompassionThatCompels.org. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we speak with noted psychologist and speaker, Dr. Henry Cloud, co-author of the New York Times bestseller, Boundaries, which was recently released in a new expanded edition. The Bible is the one that was saying all along what all the codependent literature and addiction literature was saying. But Christians, the only side of the Bible a lot of Christians had heard was the love side. You gotta be loving and forgiving and patient and all this kind of stuff. But the having boundaries in your love was not really being communicated. So we just went to the scriptures. Our featured passage from today comes from the February 5th entry of the Jesus Calling audiobook. Seek my face, and you will find not only my presence, but also my peace. To receive my peace, you must change your grasping, controlling stance to one of openness and trust. The only thing you can grasp without damaging your soul is my hand. Ask my spirit within you to order your day and control your thoughts, for the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. You can have as much of me and my peace as you want through thousands of correct choices each day. The most persistent choice you face is whether to trust me or to worry. You will never run out of things to worry about, but you can choose to trust me no matter what. I am an ever-present help in trouble. Trust me, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Do you love hearing great stories of faith each week via the Jesus Calling podcast? We want to hear from you. If you haven't already subscribed to the Jesus Calling podcast, visit the Jesus Calling page at iTunes.com and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, we'd love for you to leave us a review and tell us how you feel about the show and what future guests you'd love to see. 
Your reviews and subscription help us share these stories of faith to more people who need the hope and encouragement of Jesus Calling. If you have your own story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Visit JesusCalling.com to share your story today.